back to the sister show. My name is Juka Sise, and we are super excited that you are back here with us on another episode right here. The sister show is a platform where we have honest conversation to inspire and empower pretty much everyone. And the topics that we bring you always something that will hit home. So always make sure you stick around. And if you're just joining us, click that share button, right? Share right now. Let's say hello to my beautiful sisters and our guest, Victor, all the way from- Hi, Nina. Hi, Victor. <laughs> yes. Hey, yes. hi, girls. Oh, oh, I think you guys are doing great. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Victor. Victor is the man of the hour. And of course, we have the, <laughs> <laughs> we have the gorgeous Avina all the way from South Africa. Hi. <laughs> Yes, so we're going to have a really good conversation with, with uh, you guys today. Of course, the topic of conversation that we're going to have is um, African celebrating success. We also have Ask a Fiction. We also have Two Hats Soup. It's a packed hour, so stick around. We have all of that coming right here on The Sister Show. Oh, I forgot. We have the game. We're going to see how smart are you. We're going to test the IQ levels of people. I've checked out already on that. Uh, I think I'm smart, <laughs> but... Not on here. I'm smarter than you, Avery. Like Ten I said. Go blonde. What does that say? No, no. This comes off. Don't make me take my wig off again, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the game is to test our IQ. So we have all of that and some more coming right here on the sister show. So let me see. How are you, Amina? Not I'm Amy. Good. <laughs> Amy, because your name is Ajimundao. Okay. Let's my get that straight. Hey, uh, Jay. Can you please tell this woman her name? It's not Amy. It's Aminata. Aminata. No. It's Aminata. Not Aminata. It's Aminata. There's too much shade. They're very shady. You don't see how great they look. <laughs> Actually, your name is Ami. It's just Ami. Ami. Do you uh -huh. really want me to tell you her partner partner name? Yes, please. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. It's Ami Mami. <laughs> No, no, it's Adi Ami, Adi Ami. No, it's Adi, Adi, Adi Ami, Ami Mami. No, it's Ami Mami. Because in Fana Fana, they'll always add your mother's Mom's name, name in the middle. Ah. So it's no, 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 it's actually, it's it's Ami Mum Mami. Ami oh, Mami. Yep. No, 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 wait, 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 hold on. It's Adi Ami Mum Mami. Well, I mean, <laughs> So we, just, funny. So we just unveiled Amy's real name. So now let the real Amy, Amina, stand up, please. That's Amina <laughs> from South Africa. Exactly. Hi, Amina. <laughs> I'm even scared to say anything after all of that shade. <laughs> you guys will be breaking down like my tribe name. I don't know. Oh, so you're not really, even really the real Amina. <laughs> oh, no, that's my name. That's my name. No, no, no. What's, I mean, what's your tribe name? Uh huh. Exactly. No, I'm not even about to expose myself like that. <laughs> this is not safe. This is not safe. It's not safe. Don't, don't, don't trust them. Hey, um, my sister. My sister. Let me use my Nigerian accent. My sister is safe here. Is the sister show now? Come on, you can share. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to us later. Welcome, Victor. We are super excited that you are here. How are you? What's What's your real name, Victor? I mean, you know. Um. Okay. So, uh, my my Yoruba name is um, Adeolua, which means um, the crown of God, and um, I've got um, Olatunde, which means wealth has come. 
So Ooh. I have um, the kind of God and West has come as names, as Yoruba names. So that's, um, and of course I've got Victor as well. So, so what's your whole name? Say your whole name. Do we have time for this show today or do we need to come back for a second <laughs> oh, show? So, <laughs> so basically, yeah, no, no, it's, it's simple. So I, people call me on, on my Facebook and every page, you call me Ola today, Victor Adeolua. You see, OBA. that's why. <laughs> That's yeah. why I asked if we have time for it because I know usually Nigeria's <laughs> name is really long. Well, we are super glad that you guys are back here, obviously, on the show today with us. And Ole, uh, Adi Ole, what's Ole's name actually? Since we're talking about uh, Ole's. Ule, I like how Juka is just running her mouth. Like, this is not the same Juka. This is not the same Juka that went to her school to change her, her name to Ney. Ney Sise. Ney Her name is Ney Juka Sise. Why are you here? Like, like you like you <laughs> You're so fake. Yes. No, I don't know if I'm fake, but I do admit the first You're part. You're as fake as your blood hair, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, you know what? You're right, though. But Ole, tell us about your name first, and I'll go to my name. But Amy, you did... Yeah, I just came to terms with my real name. I just accepted it. I hated my name, by the way. <laughs> Because you guys make, used to make fun of me. Jay and Ole, you guys used to be like, Juku Peng Peng. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the song. I, I, used, I have the prettiest name out of all the sisters, right? Mm -hmm. And actually my name is a brand as well. I remember one time I was working, when I was um, when I was going to college, I was working for this pharmaceutical company. And this, this old white lady was like, Ole, oh, I use that soap. Are you the owner? And I was like, ma'am, if I was the owner, do you think I would be walking here right now? <laughs> Ule, yes, your name is really pretty and it's Western and African and all that. I'll agree because I love my grandma and we name you after my grandma. But Juka's name, like we used to make so much fun of her. She hated her name. She would cry. She would go to my dad and she would cry. We, there was this crazy man somewhere in in our city and he used to dance and we call him Kama Yuka Juku Pem Pem Maudapalantir Birkama Silo. So the moral of the story, I don't get it. What, what does have, Juka have to do with that? Like, why did you guys make fun of me for that? Uh, my name because is Juka. Because it says Juka. Juka. It says Juku Pem Pem. No, so you said Juku. My name is yeah. not Juku, it's Juka. <laughs> Your name is ugly, bottom line. No, my- Oh man. You know, you know what though, honestly, I hated it. And I remember, like I said before, I went to the school and I told everybody my name is Ndei Sise because they used to call me Ndei Juka at home. So when I got to the school, I dropped the Juka and I just said Ndei Sise. And I told you guys, remember, my mom went to high school. She went with me. She goes, they're going to change your name today. Your name is Juka. They're going to put Juka Sise. Then you name Juka Juka Sise. So to the beginning, they don't mean Ndei Sise. Ndei Sise. Tuglo Ndei Sise. Juka. And you know what? I'm glad that you gave me that name and I own up to it. I'm glad, I'm so happy. I mean, my name is so special. It's so unique. Juka is different. Well, Don't lie. Juka J, that's your name. <laughs> no, Ule, goodbye. Okay, anyway, go ahead and comment below and write your name. And if you if your name is actually longer than what you what it is, write it down if it's a Nigerian name is usually long like Victor's right and if you're from <laughs> South Africa also go ahead and write your tribe name don't just give us Amina and if you're from Gambia and your Fana Fana make sure you write your whole name I'm sure it's going to be just as long as the Nigerians right okay we're going to move on to the game 
Instagram segment. Hopefully you guys are enjoying the show. And when we come back, we'll do the Let's Connect, which obviously we're going to test the IQs of everyone sitting here. And you also have to play along. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Make sure you say it or you type it really fast, right? Whoever types it fast, we may give prices, right? Okay, so the next one is it's a word S C C S S Success. Uh uh. F L Success. Wait, he's spelling the whole word. Success. You don't need to know the game. It's my point. Write it down, please. Thank no, you. No, I guess successful. Jay got it. Not you, Amy. Jay got it. You see, cheap. Didn't I just say success? Jake, well, no, it's successful. successful. I'm, I'm hot right now. Keep rolling. Sister. Okay. All right. <laughs> Next one is it's a two-word phrase. F R C N C L T R E. Frankly. Mm-mm. It's no. two. F R C N and then C L T R E. It's a two C L T foreign currency. No. <laughs> no. Emmy. You even know how to get Hopefully the audience are getting this because these people right here. Okay, what is it? F-R-C-N. And then what's the second word? C-L-T-R-E. Remember, the game is no vowels. So what is the vowel that culture, could be something culture? Is it French culture? No. Yay! Ole got it. Ole is back. <laughs> what is that? French culture. French culture. Is French culture. Oh. Uh, the next one is this is a phrase that was made popular in 2020. B L C K. Next one is, is a, it's a phrase. P R N R P S T R. Green Pastures. Yes. She won. You're so annoying. <laughs> 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 
Go ahead, Amy. The next one is also a phrase, uh, and it's used to describe something that affects a significant change. Shoot, I failed the game. G M C H. Game changer. Game changer. <laughs> Did you say gratitude? <laughs> He's not a smart doctor. Have dro we have dropped the D, now you're just left with the R. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, uh, I think the tie would be, I would have given a tie, but only in the beginning, you did really bad. So we'll just give the uh, final trophy to uh, Amina with the crown. Amina. Yeah, to Amina. <laughs> Bow down to Amina. Bow down to the real Amina, not the fake Amina. Victor is celebrating Amina's success, but Victor did not even say what. I'm not so good on games that much, so. But I mean, I love the fact that you guys are trying, and I also yeah. try. Victor, Victor, everybody wins. You get a trophy. Amy, you get a trophy. <laughs> yeah, you get a trophy. <laughs> exactly. Everybody gets a trophy, and if you're watching, you get a trophy too. But the real trophy, really, though, is going. <laughs> The real Amina, Madame. Okay, Duka. Duka, we are in America. Everyone is a winner. We all get a trophy as for trying. Yeah. Man, be yeah. quiet with that mess. See, I don't like that. The fact that everybody wins in America now. Like, I don't know. But anyways, we're gonna move on to the next uh, part of this show, and hopefully you're playing along and having fun. Uh, the next segment, actually, that we're gonna do right now is ask a question, and then after that, we'll have the main conversation as we mentioned, and that conversation is going to be Africans and achievements, and that's why we're giving you guys a hint on the game that we just played. We also have two hardships, so stick around, don't go anywhere, it's going to be a packed hour. Welcome back, everyone, and again, thank you so much for joining us right here on the Sisters Show platform. Make sure you click that share button and share this video right now. And also, continue to comment and say your views. As we always said, it's not about us, but a whole community. Always put your uh, five cents or 10 cents or 20 in there, right? Okay, so this one is Ask the Question. And somebody sent it to, sent it to us. Uh, in our DM, and the person say, I think it was on Instagram. The person say, should parents physically punish their kids? No, mm. they shouldn't. It could traumatize a child because I believe, like, I've been traumatized by a lot of physical like punishment that 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 have happened. Yeah, don't come here and say no because you used to punish your kids. With oh the... yeah, I'll spank them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't agree, but you know that's the thing. I hope. It seems like the people that don't have kids. I mean, you have kids? No, I don't have kids. So the people um, without the kids are disagreeing and the people with the kids are going to be agreeing, it seems like. There is a boundary that has to be established with the kid. I'm not just going to punish you and spank you from the get-go. I'll talk to you multiple times and if you still seem to not get what I'm trying to say, then there will be, I, I made my kids do monkey dance and I spanked them too. Didn't you have an incident where uh, your, one of your sons was like, he called the police and then you get, you take the phone and you say, okay, you want to call the police here, call the police. I have and multiple stories with my kids and I'm very strict. I remember one time, uh, I think it was TJ or <laughs> one of them. He said he was going to call the police and he was just calling the police. He was not spanked, he was just putting time out. He said, oh, that's being abusive. I'm going to call the cops. I said, great, let me, let me take the, phone and I'm going to make you call the police and when they come over you make sure you pack your stuff and you go with the police. He was like, <laughs> really? I said yes because it's okay. 
I remember too when you used to drive with your kids and they're arguing in the car, you pull over under the freeway. Yeah, I tell them to get out and uh, finish up their conversation, and when they're done, they can call me and they'll all be quiet. This is very serious. Well, kids will play games with you, especially when you divorce or when you separated from their dad. They will tell you, oh, if you tell me to do this, I'm going to go with my dad because they think you want them to stay. I remember one day, TJ. Basically, this is what happened. Let me tell the story, Jay. So, TJ. TJ was trying to retaliate and say, I'm, I'm gonna go to my daddy's house. I'm gonna go to my daddy's house. And she was like, well, you know what? Pack your stuff right now. <laughs> TJ went up yeah. there. And, and Jay did not put TJ's stuff in a bag, okay? In a regular bag. Jay brought a trash bag. <laughs> he put all his stuff in the trash bag and left the house, right? And he sat out there. And he come knocking on the door. He said, let me call my dad. And Jay said, nope, this is my fault. My house, my fault. <laughs> unless and until you have kids because then you have the real experiences of how hard mm. it is to raise a child but then if you don't have yeah. kids yet it still is not going to make sense to us like for me i have my own stories with my own mom which i don't agree like a lot of stuff the way i was raised whatever and i'm sure you guys are going to disagree because you guys are mamas here but if you're watching go ahead and comment and say some of the things that your mom said that you don't agree with and are you doing it with your children or are you doing worse with your children because it's difficult to raise children. No, this is something for people to learn from because kids will play games with you so they can get what they want. They can, they can they're very manipulative. So until now, okay. never said anything like that again. And okay. I let him come back and he apologized and we moved on. Okay, Dr. J, we hear your point. You are uh, actually saying yes, punished physically. You got it. <laughs> to a certain extent, I'm sure, hopefully, yeah. Growing up, we all have been spanked. Ole, Ole, you were the favorite child. Ole, you were not spanked. You. I could bet you my mom never spanked you. Ole, you don't even know what spanking looked like. I remember, Ole, every oh Sunday, we had to boil rice, right? Oh, sorry, we had to boil rice for to, after the maids cooked the stew, right? And every time it's time to boil the rice, I do remember this very well. Ole would just grab her books. And my mom said, Bye then, go to her study. Leave her alone. She's going to study. I'm like, Look at this woman. She's so fake, oh. It's because it's her favorite child. <laughs> Mm -hmm. We kept notes. So I'm not the only one that saw it that way. I'm glad you witnessed it, Amy, too. You guys and your alternate facts. I I think we all get spent, right? Whatever you guys say. What? But back to this topic, I do actually spank my kids, especially the boys. You, you I, should I, be the last one spanking your kids because nobody spank you. But, okay, no, but you guys, you know how my son is, right? What is he signing in, Juka? He said, he's Libra. a Libra. He's a Libra. And, he's special. He's not stubborn. Yeah, he, he is stubborn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's stubborn. He has a big mouth. He doesn't listen. But anyway, <laughs> I, I do. Um, but I found out that there's actually maybe different kids. You have to use different techniques. And with him, you actually do have to kind of use something different because the more you spank him, sometimes he becomes even more, more rebellious. I had an interesting upbringing. And I was spanked several times. I mean, I remember one clearly that uh, my mother brought his younger brother to come and literally beat me up. 
and um, I yeah like I had to lie down and um, I remember the man putting the leg on me and literally wiping me and all that I mean it was some of those experiences are quite bad it's but, not um, good I think yeah so you get to um, find another way to actually you know correct children especially by telling them the why what they are doing is bad the mistake we make in Africa is we don't teach consequences in Africa that much. We don't talk about why this is bad. We just tell you it is bad. Don't you do know, it. I'm, I'm laughing yeah. here because I could just picture an African parent. Mom say, okay, put your books down old. And then I say, why mom? Do as I say. You, you, you get right? it. You get it. Yeah. And, th- yeah. and, that's, and that is very bad because it gives them the thinking that you don't want them to dare things and, and, and try things. Now, oh, that Christian. is very bad because it kills yeah. the ability to take risk inside of yeah. that. That I feel times you actually have to spank. But after you have done the spanking, and not in an excessive manner that it actually affects the body and all that, um, let them know this is exactly why you were just spanked. So don't do it next time. So there won't be a need to do it again. After- I don't know if they're going to be listening, but hopefully they're listening, especially you, <laughs> Dr. J and, J and Ole. But Dr. J, your kids are grown now. And Ole, maybe Ole should listen. But Amina... What, what do you think? Especially you, you're the psychologist here. But there's different ways of yeah. communicating that something is wrong to a child. So you can withhold yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. You can withhold stuff. You can communicate with them. Time out. I mean, and, and, and I like what Ole said, that children are very different. So you can't use yeah. one technique with all your kids across the board. You need to be able to kind of identify what type of child am I dealing with here. Um, some kids' time out is not going to work. Some kids really value... TV time, being able to socialize with others, whatever, whatever it is. So there's a way that you can do, you can withhold certain things from the child that would help them to acknowledge that this is why they're being punished. I have a question here. You're saying, yes, you have to give different punishment for different children based on how they are. But then also as a child, if you're growing up and you see that if you do this, the same thing, I'm not going to name names here. The other sibling did it. And you get the beating and the whooping, but the other sibling gets the this. Don't do it next time. Love, love, love. That never happened. That was me. See, that's the other sibling, huh? Oh, so you confess. Okay. Because Dr. Jay didn't say anything. <laughs> so, how do you handle that as a parent when you have different kids and you have to do Because that's kind of tricky, too. Because then, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, because yeah. me, I'm still I'm still holding on to that. Like, I'm like, Mom, why was I on my mom's defense? Or like, Man, Juka, is, defense. <laughs> Juka, Juka is very loud mouth. Amy, like, ジュカ、ジュカ、ジュカ、ジュカ、ジュカ、ジュカ、ジュカ、ジュカ、ジュカ、ジュカ、ジュカ、ジュカ、ジュカ、ジュカ、ジュカ、ジュカ、ジュカ
And he was like, I was hanging up and he goes, okay, leave me here with my miserable life. I was like, why is your life miserable? <laughs> He's like six or something. He goes, I'm not going to tell you. And then so later on, I spoke to my mom and my mom said, uh, just leave me life from the for miserable. <laughs> This guy, this guy is sick. And I said, yes, he told me the same thing. What happened? And his grandma, which is my mom, said that because Ole took his um, games, right? You took his games away. So has he improved? And has he changed a little? Because I told him the more, like, if he keeps getting in trouble, then I'm going to extend the timeline. So now he knows mm -hmm. that. So because this week he was a little bit better. So I told him now I gave him two hours playtime, like one hour Saturday, one hour Sunday. So... Mm. <laughs> So basically, he will try to strategize and he will say, okay, I'm going to use the 30 minutes. And then he'll come back. He's like, oh, I have 30 more minutes left. So I'm going to use that in the after, in the evening. I'm like, fine, but that's your punishment. If you keep doing this, it's going to keep happening. So, I mean, I love the way everybody has found different ways to like negotiate with their kids. So there is that negotiation, you know. But one of the things that you should note also with the kids who are different is... There's a reason why that why they're different. So you can see a six-year-old is negotiating. 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there, you know? That's part of his personality as well. A lot of the times when children misbehave, it is part of their personality. Get to know what's going on there. That way, when you're punishing them, if you need to punish them, you're also doing it in a constructive way and their behavior is not gonna be criticized. So I heard somebody saying that somebody's a loud mouth, Maybe the word loudmouth is not, you know, they're outspoken, yeah. they're bold, you know. Yeah. I was going like this because Tasnimi is a Libra. Ole's son is a Libra. It's about the scale, right? So it's about balance. So that's why he's calculated. I have 30 minutes here. I have 30 minutes. It's, he likes fairness. That's what he's calculating in his mind. Like, I'm just telling you. That's no, but I, I, I like I like what I mean, I went with this. And I think parents should really pay attention to it. Just because I'm a loud mouth and I want to answer every single question could actually be a skill. So yeah. you shouldn't punish me. You shouldn't punish me because I want to respond to everything. I want to talk about everything. On that note, we'll go ahead and tell my mom about that, about you, Amy. Let's see if she can, <laughs> she would actually listen to that. Right, Amy? Yeah. I don't think she'll get this, Juba. She'll get this. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and um, say your views on this topic. I, I know how to. I know how to punish her. Don't worry. <laughs> what? How do you punish what? my mom? You punishing your mom? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I know how to do it too. Uh, uh, what's her name? Amina. I apply mm. the same pressure. It's okay. <laughs> I took. A, I gave her the phone she uses, so I control the the Apple ID. So I just log yeah. her off Facebook, and she will call me. Huh? What happened? What did you do? <laughs> Next time you do that again, I'm going to log you out and talk to you. Wow. <laughs> On that note, go ahead and comment below. Let us know what you think about this conversation we're having and what's the best way to approach it, even though we are laughing and smiling. But hopefully, uh, there are some very valuable information that you can walk away with, uh, that especially our sister here, Amina, shared with us, right? Take note. Ole, please. Hopefully, you took note. I'm serious. Okay, I'll check with Tasnimi later. Okay, we'll move on to the next segment. Don't go anywhere, stick around, we'll be right back. <laughs> Everyone, thank you so much for sticking around with us. Hopefully, you're having a lot of fun 
with us on this show today. As we mentioned on top of the hour, we're going to be having an amazing conversation about Africans and achievements. And what can we do better to be able to celebrate our achievement? And what can we learn about it today on this show? And we have the amazing man of the hour, Victor, all the way from Nigeria. <laughs> yes. And Amina, you look divine, obviously. She's Victor, obviously, you too, you look handsome. But I'm just saying, Amina, you look extraordinary gorgeous from South Africa. <laughs> You're a psychologist, right? So um, I'm a counseling psychologist by profession and I'm currently working in South Africa at an organization called the Center for the Study of Violence and Reconciliation. Wow, that's amazing. And Victor, you, a little bit about yourself. I'm, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, I got businesses in the area of um, food and agriculture. Um, I have an energy hardware technology and hospital tech. So um, some of the work I do include um, you know, processing your food from crop to, to the table. I think time I give access to credit to uh, many SMEs and uh, agri-finance. Well, it seems like uh, obviously, Victor, you do not have any issues explaining what you actually do, which is why we are here today, because most of us as Africans, it seems like, I don't know if it's the culture, I don't know if it's um, what it's what we're used to doing, or I don't know, we'll figure it out because that's why we have the psychologists here today and all of my beautiful sisters to have this conversation. Let us know what your experience is uh, with this conversation that we are having. Continue to comment below us. If, and if you're just joining us, make sure you click that button and share this video. So let's dive into the conversation. Why is it that us Africans, we don't celebrate our achievements? What do you guys think is actually the one of the main reasons why we coil up when it comes to like, you know, being excited about everything that we've achieved in life. Like, I'm, I'm guilty. What is, what is the reason? And if you're watching, make sure you comment below. Let us know what is the reason. Is it cultural? You know, I, can, I have never thought about it that way. As that, as Africans, we kind of shy away from our achievements or being too modest. Until probably I'll say uh, recently when I started learning about the imposter syndrome. So I'm not sure if you guys are uh, familiar about the imposter syndrome. They would always try to downplay. Like as Africans, we we are very very modest. So I recall at one of the places that I used to work, uh, we had like a conference, and we were supposed to go around the table and introduce kind of what we do. My boss started, and he's like very very flamboyant, outspoken, and, and I always used to coil like whenever he speaks because he's like he, he has like that confidence of like I am X Y and Z. I am the head of blah, blah, blah. And I used to be like, oh my God, just shut up. <laughs> At this point, right? Like, it, it, I don't know why, like it just used to annoy me. And then when they get to me, I'll kind of just say my name and then I'll like mumble my title really, really fast. And then I'll be like, okay, so next is somebody else. And, and even the people that report to me, they will kind of be like so proud in terms of like um, saying their titles. I totally agree with that. Um, there's this imposter syndrome that exists, you know, it's in the workplace, in academia, where um, your your superior is more established than you, and there's this understanding of how there needs to be a hierarchy. And when that happens, is you have your accomplishments, even if you've achieved something great, you're always mindful that there's somebody who's much more higher than you. You know, if you think about African cultures and how you have to respect your elders and you have to know that the teacher comes before the students and that kind of thing. So it's kind of ingrained in us as well as a cultural thing. So we go into the workplaces as well with that mindset. And we have to think about when you do celebrate yourself, what do people say? In our cultures, we're supposed to be humble. You know, we're not supposed to be arrogant and that kind of thing. So it's kind of mixed together. And then we have our situations where 
you know, you're there and you're like, oh yeah, I'm sort of a psychologist, kind of, sort of like, you know. It's funny that you're a psychologist, but still you have the same mentality that you doing the same thing saying, oh yeah, well, just on the plane, what you accomplished. Yeah, no, it is true. I mean, you work really hard, but then you kind of like whisper your achievements because you don't want to be too pompous, too arrogant. And like looking back in how we were brought up, I think there's some... Uh, cultural issues because we're always told to not show off. Psychologically too, I think it's like related to self-esteem. Like yesterday, I went for an interview with my daughter and she wants to go into medicine. So she went for like a several people interview and they asked her what her achievements were, what she accomplished. And she didn't have any issue just speaking up and telling all this stuff about what she's accomplished. And I'm just looking at her and I'm like, okay, this must be like an African versus American issue because I wouldn't have been able to say all of that even though she's just 15. Yeah, I could totally see um, Auntie Mommy just with her tall self looking like Amy. <laughs> Yes, I'm the volleyball. What is she? Is she the captain or? <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh yeah, I play volleyball. I've been playing it since I was like in third grade and blah, blah, blah. I was like, <laughs> and on my left hand, I was like, okay, you need to pull up yourself. You see, so we all do it. And even judging your own daughter, telling her, okay, you pull up yourself. See, let us know if you're watching. Uh, go ahead and comment below. Let us know. Have you ever also done this? Do you realize that you are also doing it? And if you're in the West, what do you think about your kids uh, when they actually really do own up to what they have achieved? Do you think like Dr. J is thinking about your own kids? Um, so let's break that cycle. Let's see how we can uh, change the direction of how we are in, uh, culturally that are not good for us, that, is, that are holding us back and change it to be more forward thinking. Um, African culture is almost the same across the continent. When it comes to Nigeria, um, in fact, it, it is, I come from the Yoruba, the Yoruba tribe in Nigeria. This is a tribe that is conservative. The evil guys are very, they are very outspoken. They are out there now. But the, the Yoruba were so, in fact, so it's so bad. We saw that when two elderly people are talking, don't talk. When a farmer actually does very good in harvest, he should not announce it to the world. He should only cover it a little bit and eat it, you know, in secret, so that people will not be after him. So we grew up with a, with a kind of uh, experience that you really can celebrate yourself. And we, we have we have a situation whereby only a few parents actually celebrate their kids when they maybe their first position in class. I have to break out of it and, and this bold because around age um, 17, 18, I left home and we I, I disconnected, almost connected from parental uh, you know involvement and all that. So uh, that freedom was what helped me to really own myself, own my identity. I build myself and all that. Oh, Amy, what about you? Like, what, what are your experiences in, uh, in this um, conversation? Do you think that you're that way or? Amy's having a hard time speaking today because she cannot relate to this topic of modesty, right? So. Ooh. <laughs> you, see, you see, this is where the problem is. <laughs> it's not about modesty. It's about basically telling the world who you are and owning up to it. And you guys actually think I'm not modest. I'm actually very modest. And I actually have struggle and <laughs> I don't grow. Amy, I just choked on my tea. <laughs> for, tea. <laughs> mm -hmm. for me, it's like actually keeping track of my achievements. That's what I have a problem of. Like I, I achieve something and I forget about it. Like it's like, it's not a big deal, you know? Um, it, I think my problem is not really like saying it, it's like I actually forgot about it. Like, oh. oh, 
So, Amy, you don't have a problem saying who you are and being flamboyant, but you just don't, because it's not important enough, because that's, that's the modesty problem. She doesn't you know. even think it's important, so she doesn't even remember. Guys, leave me alone. Yeah. Let me finish before you come in. Okay? Now, I think the reason why we are where we are and the reason why, personally, like, I, I do the same thing as you guys, but you guys don't believe that, and just our societies in general, they basically would label you as a show off, mm -hmm. a bragging person, somebody who doesn't know themselves. You're so aloof, you're full of it. Like, ugh, you're, you, she thinks she's all that. No, you think I am all that. <laughs> I don't think that. I'm already all that. But I, I you know, to Jay's, to Jay's point though, the reason why most American kids or most like westernized kids don't really have a problem of saying these things. I I remember, right, when I used to live with Jay, the kids will go play soccer and they probably like a third position and then the whole entire field got a trophy home. Basically, they're celebrating every single person and saying, great job. You didn't win, but good job. You actually just came today. And where we come from, that doesn't happen. Cedric, who is one of our friends, who are actually a friend to the show, every time you talk to Cedric, like he's like, oh, I'm a vice president of a Fortune 500 company. I'm like, man, yep. shut up. Okay, <laughs> but, then, but then I'm like, sometimes I'm like, you yep, know what? This is what, this is what gets him to where he is at. Let mm -hmm. me tell you, if you don't brag in this country, you ain't going nowhere. If you think you're gonna be like all shy and tamey tamey, you ain't going yep. nowhere. And I learned this the hard way, trust me, all the achievements that I have gotten without even going to school for what I am doing right now is because of me bragging and owning up to it. Yeah. So on that note, make sure you brag. On that note, she just flipped her hair. And it's true though. And I'm so glad that Amy, you are speaking about this because that's what, why we are on the show today because we need to break that cycle and break the norm if we really want to prosper, especially for those of us that are in the West because they're not used to this. They, not, they don't understand what's going on with us psychologically for us to behave this way. So if we show up this way in our work, environment and everywhere else in network areas so networking um seminars or whatever you can say then they're really not going to know and yeah we'll be at the end of the line in whatever we want to achieve so if you're watching right now make sure you go ahead and comment below let us know which side of the spectrum are you on are you the show off type i will let's find a new word for it by the end of the show let's not say show off let's <laughs> break that cycle but okay yeah. i'm gonna use it for now are you the show off type or the one, are you the type that will coil up, right? You are actually absolutely right about people in the in the West actually not being able to relate to that. Because I just had an example like yesterday in the clubhouse. They were talking about leadership and being and, and, and being vulnerable. And I said that sometimes like when I'm in board meetings, I kind of um, reluctant to sometimes speak like everything that I want to say. Right, because sometimes I'm hesitant to be like, oh, I'm going to be wrong. And mostly because I'm usually like, let's say the only black female in the room. And there was this other lady. She was like, but why do you feel like that? Like, what makes you feel like that? You you have the achieve, like you have the qualification. So why will you question yourself? And it's because she couldn't relate to like where I was coming that from. That totally makes sense. And uh, that brings us to this part of the conversation. And make sure if you're watching, you comment and let us know. Amina, is it a cultural issue or is it an inferiority complex situation maybe you can help us first since you're the psychologist here and let's delve into this conversation hopefully we'll figure out what it is and if it is inferiority complex i'm certainly going to break away from it 
So, I mean, it's, it's so easy to say, I'm going to break away from this inferior, inferiority yeah. complex, you know, because the idea is that there's so much of it that's conscious, but a lot of it is very unconscious. You know, we mm. come from a history of struggle. We come from a history of not having so much. A lot of the stuff that we've learned that we apply in society, we actually knew it before. So you knew how to clean water, you know, but now we need to get the scientific version of purifying water, you know. So there's a lot of things that Africans have been able to do before, but industry has created like this idea that it's scientific. So you go into spaces and you don't know, or you believe that you don't know. And even if you have like the credentials, you have the degree, you have earned your, your stripes, you know, you're still walking in feeling like there's somebody who knows much better than me. So I think mm. it is a culture of it and it's very unconscious. It's not necessarily a conscious thing. And I mean, let's just think about even here as we've been talking, people are like, yeah, I have my achievements, but people are not dropping down their cards. They're not mm -hmm. saying what they actually do. I can relate with everything about what you guys are saying. Uh, you know, this is one thing I'm going to say. Um, we, we have a culture in Africa also that does not celebrate failure. That actually rather, rather condemns people when they fail, rather than help them to see why they failed and how they could be better. So because a lot of that um, up upbringing is around, oh, you didn't do it well. If I went, when you're trying to do something at home and you didn't do it well, you just spank you and they're like, you know what I mean? Get out of there. You don't know how to do anything and all that. Rather than say, oh, you know what? Oh, you can try, you can do it better and all that. So we have this counseling culture that actually does not raise the children in such a way that they have confidence inside of them. So because that confidence is not there, we are always, many of us Africans are always afraid to fail. Now because we are afraid to fail, we don't want to talk in the gathering, even when there are whites or there are blacks. We are afraid, what if I don't say it's right? What if what oh. I want to say is not reasonable, you get? All the points that you just said, I, I can really relate to them. So they only celebrate the dead. They don't celebrate you as when you are living. Uh, all your successes are always put underneath the bed. And then when you fail, you are punished for failing instead of saying, let's find out why you fail and try to help you. You have accomplished something by just trying. Like Amy said, I remember my kids when they go to soccer or football or whatever, everybody gets a trophy when they're little because they're trying to tell them you have tried. I remember something about this. And I think it's cultural because remember like the exams that we take after high school, GC, uh, GCE, right? So I yeah. had division one and obviously it's not that many people that has distinction and also division one. It's very limited. And I knew it was something for me to be proud of. So when I had it, literally me and my friends, I had, I think I had one friend that had it, right? Or a few friends and we were running. Like we walked from, let's say from my school, Muslim high school to Gambia high school. And Ole, you and your friends, I could remember vividly right now. Like you guys were sitting on that thing, on that porch or whatever. And I was like, mommy and dad asked me, what do you have, Juka? What did you have? I was like, division one. I was all excited. I took a van, whatever, went home. And I was like yelling and screaming. And I got home and my mom was like, like what's wrong with you? I was like, mom, I had division one. She goes, so? <laughs> I got confused as a child. Like it didn't make any sense to me. But honestly, I remember running like everything. It was the most exciting day of my life in Africa. You know? Like I mean, I'm being apologetic. Like, so confused. <laughs>
<laughs> I, I'm so confused. I'm in between the spectrums. I'm like here and there. Because we have Amina here. I'm sure she could help me with that. <laughs> no, but I mean, if you think about it seriously, if you have a memory of that, you have a conscious memory of that as a child. You know, we have like shelves in our minds and it's like, mm -hmm. even if you, you're like, ah, man, whatever, it still goes into your shelf. So unconsciously mm -hmm. it's there. You will remember it. That's why how many years later, there's this, we're having this discussion and you can remember that. You, you carry it. You don't just forget these things and say, ah, ah, man, whatever. We carry these things as we become adults and become adults who then feel like, mm. and then when you really want to celebrate, because like you're saying, you're doubting yourself. Now you feel like a fraud. Like how dare you celebrate the first division, you know? But that was mm. a real thing, you know? And we carry that from our childhood into our adulthood. Okay, mom, you just damaged my whole life. No. <laughs> I'm so extra. Okay, she's definitely extra. <laughs> that's, that's why I said Yuka is confused. Yuka has some African like um, ways of doing things, like like psychologically, and then she's confused because she has the like a Caucasian white type of person. Uh, like just now, like we wouldn't have been like, oh, mom just messed up my whole life. <laughs> For an African, that's a sign of weakness. You're not supposed to show emotions or even go back to the psychological aspect of it. That's why we don't do therapy because we don't so, really- So I have it, I have it worse, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm just messed up. You're totally messed up for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I, I think, uh, Victor said something earlier on, which is uh, when when kids do something, uh, we fail in something, which I don't call it failure. I think it's just an opportunity to grow in something, right? I call it an opportunity, right? Um, there is, like everyone is like, oh, you did so bad. You're so, like, this is wrong. In an American household, the parents are going to be like, you got this, son. You got this. Keep going. Keep pushing. We've never heard that. You didn't do good. You get an ass whooping. That's what you get. Okay. <laughs> so and and what, and you what, got a lot of those. And, and and you know what that does? It it actually creates this fear in a in a in a kid's mind. It creates a fear. It makes you hate what you're doing. So a lot of kids who you ask, oh, I hate math, right? But they can never tell you why they hate math, because when they go home. Your mom is going to spank you because of math. So the only thing you remember is the spanking versus let's talk about it. How can I help you? You got this, son. Keep pushing. Keep doing it, right? So mentally, you have been damaged from the household. Then society, once you start talking about how much you achieve and how great you did and how many goals you score at soccer, oh, you brag too much, right? So it's from the household to the society to your culture. Everywhere. Yeah, I was laughing when you were speaking, Amy, because I hated reading growing up. I think I've shared that with you guys. Because my mom, you guys remember the book Lady Bird? Mm -hmm. She would, that's that. my punishment. She would put me down and tell me to go and read my Lady Bird. So I hated reading growing up. Like up to now, I, I read, but I'm not into it. I'd rather listen to audiobooks than to sit down and read because maybe my, my mind recalls it or connects to it as a form of punishment because that was my form of punishment go and read and Ole, remember that we would be in the house in the room all day like from morning the only time we get out is lunch and then we go back in and read that was our form of punishment on saturdays but remember uh, remember the story that uh, one of our cousins um said like they used to i think i think she was raised by my grandma and they used to be told to to basically read. Um, they will not be reading, but they will just be making up the story like blah blah blah. blah. 
because of course my godmom cannot read so she doesn't know whether they're reading <laughs> or not right but i can see some kind of a silver lining in the whole thing and how we are raised because we end up we end up actually being very very extremely hard working right like in whatever situation you put us in we manage to get ourselves through and we all also end up being extremely resilient but that does come up with the cost and that cost is pretty much what we're talking about and like, so that kind of get in the way in terms of us celebrating all the achievements that we've been able to uh, to achieve in life it's not just culturally but kind of like what Amy said it's like society in our DNA even when you're traveling you basically told not to tell the whole world that you're traveling because we believe that something is going to happen when people know <laughs> so we have we have like that concept that okay we should not share this we should not share share this so the fact of the matter is you people are all guilty right that's just the bottom line to the story juka you are very guilty what I did i do I, yes you are listen to this story When I bought when I when I bought my car oh, I have a YouTube yeah, I have a YouTube that one. Wait, no, wait. Wait, <laughs> it's my story. I have a YouTube channel and I vlog and I basically vlog about everything. Juka being a very African woman had the nerve to call me and say, "Oh my god, you vlog about buying a car, a Mercedes and putting it on on YouTube." Oh my hold, god. Hold on, hold on, Becky. Let's get the story straight. I was talking to Ole and Ole brought it up to me because you know I'm not even on Facebook like that. So Ole saw your post on Facebook and then told me about it. We were talking and told me about it. So when I and then I went and checked on your Instagram and I saw it and then we were talking I was like mm-hmm, I saw you buying a car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then sure enough and sure enough you better pay me my money. Mm-hmm. No, you see, you see, you said no, you said you, no, you see. Now she's trying to speak the story. Story. She said, bro, you know the evil eyes. Huh? You better go pray, huh? You, you know this is my money. My go ahead with this story. My Amy. hard work, Your my side. sweat, my blood, my tears. I put it. I am putting it on social media. If you want to watch that video, is making me money. Well, keep talking. <laughs> Okay. Amy just said is actually real. My elder brother traveled to the USA and I, he has been in the US before they told me here. When my dad also traveled to the US, he had been my father was in the USA before my mother told me that my father had traveled. So those things are there because of that kind of um, psychological or you know uh, those kind of thinking, right? Of oh the evil eye. The bees and that. I want to also touch on these because mistakes. I wrote a lot of pieces about my mistakes. I own my story myself. I don't mm. want the person. Matter. I mean, I don't care what you think about it. I've already told my story of my failure. So when I'm telling you of my success, I mean, don't feel bad because you can trace mm. both. That reminds of of Alex. If you're watching, um, Sani. <laughs> That's your brother, Alex. Uh, okay. Comment below. Let us know what are some of the things you are guilty of that we are talking about here. And if you want to break the cycle, or if we want to break the cycle, we must be honest with ourselves. Like Amy just put us on blast right now. Uh huh. Olay, that was your fault. <laughs> you just threw me under the bus and said I'm the one who said that, was, mm-hmm. that never happened. But Amy's point, though, I think Amy is really uh, right because I, I I still feel guilty and I blame. It's not my mom that I would blame, but my grandma because she was so scared. I remember my parents were in Syrian and they would send me clothes and she would say, "Don't don't wait." Like she would hide stuff and say, "Don't wait all the time because people will be watching you and all of this. Like you cannot do this. You cannot." Like my grandma she was, was crazy. So, 
she was so, she was good though she was good but culturally i think that was also embedded in her but she was so scared that i cannot dress up i cannot look overly like pretty because people will be talking about me then she doesn't want to like the evil eye it's, it is so funny but it's true and up till now like when amy comes here and start blogging i'm like don't show my house like she knows not to show my house our grandma okay she was special that's ole's uh, name shape I remember as a child I went to her house right and I sat on the on the chair she had like crazy beliefs I sat on the you know like what lalitara what do you call those beds that are made out of wood I mean it's not wood it's like some kind of a stick beds I think thick beds yeah so they move on Yeah so she had a stick bed in front of the in front of her uh, place so I was sitting there and I'm her grandchild so when you're talking to her and you knock on the thing as you're talking she would do it too because she thinks that you are doing something to her that's evil so as a child I would go grandma da 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 and she goes juka da 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 my mom anyway. would kill us <laughs> But it's true. I, I, I think culturally, like we have all, and to this day, people still have that belief. And my belief is that, uh, you know, I don't, I don't mean to br- bring religion into this, but I think it's time for us to, st- it's time for people in general to start not just believing in God, but also trusting in God. Like we don't, we believe in God, but we don't trust him. Because you saying all these things and thinking somebody's gonna do something to you is you not trusting him. You gotta trust yeah. the process. Preach Pastor Amy. On that note, let's see what Amina has for us. And then we move on to the next part of this conversation. Hopefully you're enjoying this conversation. Uh, continue to comment below and share your own stories. What are some of the craziest beliefs that your grandmother or your mom had that kept you thinking at this point, like what the hell was that about, <laughs> right? <laughs> So, I mean, if you have to think about it, poverty is a trauma. Um, oppression is a trauma. And our we've all carried that through from our great-grandparents, our grandparents, our parents, up to us now. So, you know, when you achieve things, you have to think about how do you protect it, how do you look after it? Because if you throw it out there um, and you think about what that meant maybe 30, 40 years ago, that could have been a threat. So we do have to think about that, how that's ingrained mm-hmm. in us as well. If you come from a poor background and your families have had to sacrifice for you to go to school, when you get that degree, it's not just yours, it's everyone's degree, you know? So if you're like, this is my degree, people are like, I contributed to those school fees, I contributed to this, you know? So there's that that vibe that you have to make sure that it's a collective celebration as well. Yeah, that's that's a great point that you just brought up, Amina, for sure. I never thought about that. But if you're watching, go ahead and comment below. Let us know what you actually think about this conversation that we're having. Hopefully you're having fun as well, but let's all make a mental note of all these things so that we can get better as a side. On that note, we'll go ahead and take a quick break to eat some hot soup in this kitchen. As we mentioned, we have two hot soups for you guys today. So we'll eat one of them in a minute. And then when we come back, we'll actually also finish this uh, conversation. So don't go anywhere, stick around and we'll be right Welcome back everyone, thank you so much for sticking around with us and hopefully you're enjoying this conversation and commenting and continue to click that share button to share this video so that we can expand the Sister Show community. And of course, this is the first hot soup that we have for you guys. And the question is, should men marry a second wife if the first cannot have a, 
a boy child. You know how in Africa, in our culture, like I don't know how it goes in South Africa and also in um, Nigeria, but at least for Gambia, it's almost like every family wants a boy to be so that they can carry the name. I don't know what's the story behind it, whatever, the last name, right? If you have a wife and uh, all of our kids are girls, is it okay for that guy to say, okay, I'm gonna marry a second wife because of this or that logic, even though if he doesn't say it out in the open, is it acceptable? Is it okay? I think I know your stand, Ole, but let's see what you think. <laughs> a child is a child, whether it's a boy or a girl. And and what gave that guy the idea that if he gets married again, he's gonna have a boy? Amy, Ole is being fake. It's nothing to do with even the child, girl or boy. You is always no, right? Right? Yeah. Of course, but yeah. but yeah, in addition to that, like it doesn't make any sense. I think if you want to marry a second wife, just go ahead and marry a second wife. I don't, I don't think having the excuse of saying because I need a male child should be a reason. I don't think, genuinely speaking, it should ever be a reason. Unless if you find someone and you're in love with the person and you just want to marry a second wife, why not? But if you're just trying to marry a second wife to get a boy, like Lay said, who said you're going to have a male child after all? It's actually your duty to produce a male child in that woman. It's not the woman's duty. <laughs> Amy just took the soup to a whole nother level. Come That's true. <laughs> Biologically, it's not the woman that decides the gender of the kid. It's the man. So uh -oh. obviously, if you are not having a male child, it's because you need to go find out what to do to get a male child. But by it's an excuse to go marry somebody else, and which I don't even condone in the first place. The male is the one that decides the gender of the child. The sperm that's decide the gender, not the female chromosome. We don't produce the different chromosomes. We just carry our cr chromosomes. The sperm is the one that has the either the Y or the X chromosome. Wow, you just roast a lot of eyebrows. Man, you guys, you guys listen. <laughs> and I agree with what Amy and Dr. J said, that what's wrong with having girl children in your family? Why does there have to be a male? Why does it have to be a boy? And I know there's that whole theory about carrying surnames, but ugh, I mean, man, if you just want to go and find another woman, go and find another woman. And the truth of the matter is that the sperm is the one that carries either the X or the Y. I believe that uh, both male and female are equal in creation. Of course, they are different body composition and all that, but they are not different and they're not superior. So they're equal. Uh, the thing that many men are worried about is if the girl gets married and she takes the surname of the other man. Now, I think one thing we need to normalize is the possibility of your wife, when you get married to her, to not necessarily drop her, or, I mean, a father's name, right? You mm. should be able to have a compound name. So, we can, for example, the present World Trade Organization, uh, you know, leader, Okonjo Iweala. Okonjo is the name of her father. Uweala is the name of, of, of the husband, right? And, I mean, nobody nobody bothers about that. So, so Victor is saying, Ole Sise Jabi, not Ole Jabi. Thank you, Ole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So let's go ahead and make sure you also comment and let us know what you think about this. I think we are all on the same page here. We don't think there's anything wrong with having uh, girl children, obviously. You, you have, look at the ratio. If and you can see, all of us are doing really well, right? And we are all women and Victor is the only guy. And so there's nothing wrong with yeah. having women. So on that yeah. note, we're going to go ahead and drop this hot soup right here. When we come back, we'll finish the conversation that we were having about Africans and celebrating achievement. And we have the last hot soup down the hour. So don't go anyway, stick around. We'll be right back.
everyone. Hopefully you had a lot of fun in that hot soup that we were eating. And continue to comment and let us know which side of the hot soup you were on. But on that note, we'll move on to this other side of the conversation that we were having earlier, which is African celebrating success. And we have several scenarios that we want to share with you guys. And you let us know what you think. And we'll also give our opinion. So the first scenario, is we saw this on Facebook. Somebody was complaining about this. And it was a South African guy not saying anything, Amina, we're just saying, right? It was a South African guy. So he went out with this Kenyan woman and um, gave his credentials and actually stole his title and actually made it seem like it was more than what it actually is. Kenyan girl got upset later when she actually found out what his true title was, which was way less than what he made it to seem like. She was not happy about it and I think she was ready to pretty much dump him after that. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Has this happened to you? Because it's also the opposite of what we were talking about. And I could see Amy doing something like this where you <laughs> oversay your achievement. Just say. I don't I don't you know, I don't wanna, I don't wanna date any guy who wants to make themselves bigger than they are. I, I the, the the fact of the matter is I actually don't talk to guys who <sighs> who come at me, even though we're talking about like people actually talking about their titles, I don't think in a dating scene, I want that. Like, I don't want you to come and tell me, oh, like, do you know me? Like, I'm this, like, it has happened to me. Like a guy talking to me, I was like, yeah, I'm pop over there, that Range Rover. Like you look, you lost me. Okay, first of all, this I'm done. Don't talk to me anymore. Like, I'm like, I don't care if you pack a Range Rover. Like, it's not mine. So you see guys, Amy can do it but men are not allowed to do it to her. Because I remember Amy, no, no, hold your horses. I remember this guy wanted to date you. And then I think he started sending you pictures of his house, his car, and then you send me all that. And you're like, Juka, I I'm not gonna talk to him. I was like, Amy, just give him a chance. What does that have to do? No, no, he's full of himself. Mm -mm, I can tell it's not gonna work already. Mm -mm, he he's, mm -mm, he's a show off. I, hold on, you know hold why? Wait, wait, hold on. We should be, I, you know Victor, what I'm gonna you're, say. Victor, you're you a guy. I'm not talking to I'm talking to Victor. Victor, you're a guy. When it comes to, like, basically putting out what you do out there, which is what we're talking about today, it's a total different thing when you are actually asking a woman out. Let me tell you this, right? When you have a resume, when you have your resume and going to look for a job, that's, I think these are things that we are talking about. Say who you are, proudly, like, proudly celebrate your achievements. You are talk, coming to talk to me, to date me. I don't need you to proudly celebrate your achievements, achievements to me. I don't oh, Amy, care. You, you, you are wrong. You are basically, you are, you, you, everything no. you said, you just canceled it. I don't mind you <laughs> celebrating yourself after when we are actually together. But when you're oh, trying to okay. talk to me and telling me who your mother is, your father, I mean, so uh, you're gonna let us know if that's correct. So only show it this time, but when you're trying to talk to Amy, coil it, don't show it. say coil it. I don't wanna hear about it. All I wanna know right now is what's your name? Where you're from? <laughs> you are interested in me? Let's have a conversation. Let's talk. The moment you start telling me, oh my car, my house, my Lambo, <laughs> you're caught. I don't want you. Amy, okay, so let, I'm gonna let somebody else sip on that tea because I, I think she's confused. Dr. J, you were saying I'm confused? Your other sister is real confused. Go ahead. No, I think I, mean. I think you're confused. I tend to agree with Amy. Because, oh, okay. Yeah, because I think in order, if you're trying to get in a relationship, it should not be based on your achievements or your wealth. Tell me what you can bring in this relationship and what I can bring into your life. 
like you bringing in your credential and telling me your house and telling me all this you're actually trying to buy me so you're not actually in like that's even crazy for a man to do because you can have the wrong person be in your life when they're not even in love with you and all they after is your wealth so you success know. is not to Amen. be seen it's to be seen if i see you and your face and your mannerisms i can tell you're successful i don't Amen. need to, if I, i don't need to see it I don't need to see it. Amy, if I, I look at your shoes, if I look at your shoes, I can tell if you're successful. I can tell you if you're successful. Okay. Don't worry. You don't need to tell. Don't, don't, right, don't tell me. Let's see what. <laughs> if you're watching, go ahead and comment below. And also, if you're a guy, uh, when you DM Amy, don't show everything you got. Hide it. Please. And let's see if, because we were talking about, are you going to date broke men? So let's see if you will actually answer to that. But anyways, I don't know. Victor, you're the guy here. What do you think about this? So there's a difference between when you're talking, when you're trying to talk about achievement to the world, right? And you're trying to tell them about what you've done and what you've become, right? It's a different ballgame, all right? I, I'm engaged, and um, at the time I was going to propose uh, to, to my, I mean, to my fiance, I mean, I wasn't going to start telling her, you know what, I'm the CEO of this, I'm a co-founder of this, I'm a co-founder of this. As at that moment, I was a co-founder of about seven companies, right, within Nigeria, in Kenya, and Sierra Leone. But that was not the time to talk about all that, because it was look as if I wanted to believe in what I've got in terms of value, not about who I am as a person. So the, at that moment, it was just about this is who I am, this is what I do, or this is what I believe, this is my future, this is my vision, and all that. So I talk more in, in, in terms of vision. I talk about vision that I talk about what I've achieved and so on. So and many of the times, you as a man, you don't really want to get the wrong impression out there. That, you know what, I just want to take all what I have. So I think I'm going to agree with Amy on this. Only want to say a few things to give an insight in the fact that, guys, this guy is not pushing will virus somewhere, right? You want to just give some kind of impression, not necessarily impression, but if you think is to say, okay, this is who I am, and you're talking about a normal, loving, flamboyant. <laughs> okay, Victor, I'm glad you side with Amy there. So, Amina, what do you think of all of this that we're talking? Is the guy wrong? And also, is Amy's perspective okay for us to also um, look at it that way? That Don't show up when you come to us, when you're trying to date us. Because I'm listening to the vlogger saying, don't show me your stuff. <laughs> Then I'm listening to the guy saying, I was a co-founder of, of businesses in Kenya and Nigeria and dropping like countries' names, you know? And these like this is a conversation about how are you supposed to be putting your, your achievements forward? And we're just like, no, don't, but do it, but do it in this context. And that's exactly the problem. It's like, there's so much red tape about how you're supposed to put yourself out there, you know? This is why I'm just like, okay, I'm floating on neutral ground because there's so much red tape. And I'm just thinking about, um, Victor said, I kind of told, like gave a hint so that she can have some insight into my capability. It looks like, I mean, it looks like you're trying to cite with Joker's end, but you're trying to keep it a neutral ground because no, you don't want to, no, you're, you're trying to keep it no. safe. I'm in the middle. No, you, you are trying to keep it safe. For me, my take is this is a sign of insecurity when a man comes to tell you what they have, they're insecure. That's a big generalization. I mean, there are, they, you know what? Honestly, if you think about inferiority and superiority, there are elements of that, right? This is not black and white. It's like, 
it's like a mess, right? But what I'm saying is your perception of that person and even the way they put it forward is how you're going to then interpret whether this person's being boastful or they're being um, confident. Because we want people to be confident. We just don't want them to be arrogant. Okay, you watch it. Make sure you let us know what you really think about this uh, conversation that we have. And go ahead and also take the second and share this video with your community so we can expand the sister show community as we always said, right? So, it's, so then are we saying that it's okay for the guy to say, this is my name and then this is what I do. These are my goals. And this is, you know, like career-wise, like I'm the CEO of blah, 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 or I run this or whatever, but maybe to not really outline all the things that you have. Uh, listen, it's very okay for you. You see, like, I mean, you had a point is how you basically put it on the table. It's how you serve the meal, okay? Are you serving the, the, the starter, the main course, and the dessert all in one plate, or are we going to put it in layers? Are you gonna bring the starter, you bring the main course, and you give me the dessert? Like Victor did. Yeah, like, like Victor did. This was very <laughs> simple, right? I think the whole thing is that Amy doesn't want two braggadozes people in the same house. That's what she's saying, right? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me sip on that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But I, but apart from that, Amy, I'm, I'm just, I'm just teasing you. I know you don't brag. You too modest for that. Um, <laughs> the shades. I'm with, I'm in a here, right? It's pretty much like how you present it in what context. But to me, I think the the, the basic question you're gonna be asked was, is it right for this guy to kind of lie, which is pretty much what he's doing? There's a serious issue here because if you start right. your relationship on a lie, it's not going to end well. Right. right. So to me, that's that's kind of like it doesn't matter like whether he's bragging or what not, whether he has it, he doesn't have it. But the whole issue with me is that he's starting this relationship on a lie, and he's probably going to try to keep up with that lie like over and over, and it's just going to get worse. But right. if he had it, what, what is your take? If he has it, should he? If he has it, I think I think it depends on the context, like how he okay. presents it, right? Do you guys think that maybe because of our culture that embedded? psychology like that Amina was talking about some of the issues that we've had growing up and our great-great-grandparents had and all that stuff maybe do you guys think that that has an influence on how we are receiving that message or do you guys think that if it was someone from the west they actually wouldn't even look at it the way we are looking at it for like, us I think psychologically it's a little bit harder for us to even receive it to even a more for the extent to the point that we may not even consider dating you. Yeah. The Western person may even consider dating you because they accept it. Mm -hmm. For us, that's a flamboyant, bragging man that you want nothing to do with them because to us, that's obviously not something acceptable in our culture. But let's not let downplay the fact that there are women who actually, this is what turns them on too. Like, if mm -hmm. you don't come and brag to them, they don't want you. I think the men just need to probably just be psychologists too and start looking to see who, <laughs> what woman is going to accept what. So I think for me, I get a lot of that because most men look at me and then they think like, that's oh, gonna impress you. She's all, yeah, she's all about the lifestyle. And what they don't understand is like, once you start talking that nonsense, you're caught. So don't you guys think maybe that's why, one of the reasons why Amy is still single, because if you think about it, she she puts it out there that that's what she is into, but really on the subconscious is not into that, right? I, uh -uh, I don't, I'm uh -uh. Sense. So then uh -uh. she's attracting the guys that want to show up, and then those guys she cuts them off, and then the humble ones are not gonna come because you are blah 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 boom, shut your fears. No, I didn't. I that's not what I put there. I'm not putting it out there that that's who I'm interested in. 
You look at me and you see, oh, she looks well kept. This well kept is financed fully by myself. You don't need to come here and brag. There's nothing you can do here that I cannot do. There's nothing you can do here that she cannot do. So don't come and brag. Yeah, she just dropped the mic. There's nothing you can do here that she cannot do. So on that note, continue to comment. Hopefully you're enjoying this conversation right here on the sister show. In Africa, there's also this belief that when a woman is too successful or like when a woman has a PhD, when she got some vehicles and all that, she's not going to get a man to marry. Now, I think that's also another psychological side that they use to actually make the women not fight for, for their best and so on. Mm. So I, I'm going to say that, that it's not even the woman understanding how to also be courageous and not necessarily be flamboyant. So we have to be able to work, um, I mean, on those two, uh, you know, on that line, so that you're not telling everyone, this, this is who I am unconsciously, while actually you mean something else. And we have to, be able to tell our stories in such a way that you are not wrongly perceived, you are seen for who you uh, I like what you just said there, to be authentic and show who you are, don't coil it, but then don't also uh, over-exaggerate it. So yeah. this is the last part of this conversation before we move on to the next segment of the show. So this is a question we have. Do you all think that young generation of Africans view wealth from a materialistic perspective, like based on the number of assets we accumulate? Um, or is this like a universal issue for all young generation or what, what do you guys make of this? I think, I think it's this generation. I think it's the Instagram generation. It's the social media generation mm. um, whereby everyone thinks the more you show, the more luxury you show, that's how wealthy you are when it's total opposite. <laughs> So, so says the lady that showed her Mercedes, Ole. But go ahead. No, but, but this is the thing. I didn't show my Mercedes and say, check it out. I just bought it. I'm still broke. What? Who said I was rich? Yeah, go ahead and send me that money too. No, no but who said I was still, who said I was rich? Like, I'm broke. Right? And I'm part of it. And that's exactly why I'm broke, right? Because the wealthy people are not even on social media in the first place to even showcase what they have and what they don't have. These are the facts, right? The, the ones that don't have it are the ones that are sitting here and showing it off. We're the ones that are showing the Mercedes, the Chanel bags, the Gucci shoes, the Louis Porses, because we think that's, that's how people are going to measure our wealth, mm. how this generation is going to measure our wealth. This is how we feel that we are important. And that's not how wealth is viewed. The people who are wealthy are wearing shorts and playing golf somewhere that nobody is seeing them. And they're not posting it 24 seven, huh? They're, they're not even there. They don't even know what that means. I cannot tend to disagree with me in terms of saying that it's it's just this generation. I think I didn't say it's, time. I, I didn't say it's just this generation. It's not just this generation, but okay. definitely yeah, I, this one is part of it. It's not just this generation. I think all black people, I would say, usually measure wealth by the amount of materialistic things that we have, which is being the cars, the big houses. Two wives if you're African, or two, three yeah. wives. Or three or four. And the belly, um, matter, and the belly. Hold on, Ole, <laughs> hold on. And the belly has to come out, right? This is very, it's a very serious matter, actually. Uh, sometime around last year, somebody called me and said, Victor, see your life, you know, because up till now, I'm free to say that. I tell people on my media that I don't have a car. I don't have a car till date, deliberately. So it was like, and you know, look at you, what you're wearing. So I told them, I said, oh, but uh, sir, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I don't have a car, but I have tractors that can buy 
Me, Sebra Cass. So I said, um, I don't, Look, I, I don't need Pop a, that color, Victor. <laughs> right? I, said, I don't live in a big house. I said, but I got, I got a food factory that, 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 that makes food. And That's that. kind of like the mindset of a lot of black people. It's you, when you're rich, you have to show it. That's how we actually measure wealth. It's by the number of cars, the number of houses um, that we have. A couple of years back, I was working for this airline company and the CEO of the company, I could say the car that I was driving was a little bit better than the, than the CEO of the company. He was driving a Buick and he could potentially probably like, I, like buy everything that I have like in multiple levels. But he, instead of buying the cars, he's probably investing in, in stocks. And that's why he owned a billion dollar company, right? But he was driving a regular Buick. Whereas if it's if it's a black person and you're driving a Buick, people will probably think you're crazy. Like he probably doesn't have that money that he's talking about. Because if you think about it, as Africans, um, a lot of this money is new. Our white counterparts, they've had generations of money. So you're getting an 18 year old um, who's getting a car for their birthday, and then you're 28 and you still don't have a car. So you're mm. gonna go and get a car. By the time that that 18 year old is now 28, they're not thinking about buying a car because chances are they have property. Mm. Chances are they have some stock somewhere. They have like, they have that stuff. So, you know, in as much as, yes, I think as black people, we are a little bit more flashy and we also don't get that much educated about how to look after our finances. Um, you know, you get the car and you're from a village and you come and you show your car and your whole family is happy and that's mm. your pride and that's your celebration and that's you valid being validated. So it seems like we are compensating in a different way. We are trying to figure out where else to compensate. Okay, uh, I didn't, I can't walk around and say who I am, what I do. I can't own up to that, but I can show it in a different way by the cars I have or the house I live in almost. Like yeah. that's, that's, that's what it seems like we are doing. But then maybe that's not the right way because it's leading us to not make the right investments is Exactly. generational wealth right so it's like new money so we are showing it off so maybe we need to do the opposite own up to our titles to get us more and move forward more into the careers that we we want to be in or that we are actually in and then use that money that we are making to invest it wisely instead of being flashy with maybe it. is that a good formula that we need to start thinking about so i think we need to be comfortable enough to ask ourselves why do we need to be flashy? i think you eat on something very serious there uh, as of today um, i find it easy to tell you oh i'm the ceo of this i'm the founder of this i have impacted i write it on my clubhouse profile i serve about 200,000 clients in nigeria that is huge and i'm only not to that because I'm impacting lives, right? I prefer to tell you the impact I'm making and the lives I'm touching. Oh, the vision I've got. I want, I want to raise a million dollars this year. I want to raise five million dollars this year to do more impact than to you know tell you, oh, I own this, I own that, and all that. But stuff. I think as Africans and as Black people and as minorities, it's just about time for us to start looking at what makes more sense it's time for us to start teaching ourselves where do we put our money how do we actually create a generational wealth versus just a wealth for social media um are you doing this to be happy or are you doing it just to create to show off i think these are the things that we need to start asking our question uh, ourselves so speaking of spending money and we're going to go ahead and wrap this segment up quickly what is Victor, nigerians where you guys get all that money to with, during weddings your weddings like, seriously, Victor. I find a problem that I'm not yet financially stable. 
that because the parents are saying it's time to marry, no, you are 30 already, go and marry and all that. Some of them go ahead to borrow money, taking about $20,000 to do the wedding. In fact, I told myself that my wedding is going to be an online course or something that I'm going to sponsor it, right? I'm just going to put an online course. I mean, it's not enough, it's not enough. Now, and that is because of where I'm coming from, because I changed that to cultural stuff. But people borrow to do weddings. It's not saying they have all the money quite a number of times. Yeah. All I'm saying is when I'm getting married, I'm going to come to Nigeria and have them sponsor my wedding. <laughs> but before we wrap this conversation up, hopefully you guys are having fun and continue comment below as well. Do you guys remember, speaking of cultural things, which is what we talked about in the first part of this show, and if you just join us, make sure you go back at the end of the show to watch that part. Um, that we just did. Uh, but you guys remember when we first started the show, so I was talking to my mom and she said, somebody called her and said, So to translate for you guys to hear and the audience, Amina and Victor, somebody called my mom and said, "You got you? are you crazy to allow your children to be on a show, to be doing a show on Facebook and TV and everybody's going to see them? What's wrong with you, mommy? Luckily, my mom is kind of open now because I feel like she's been coming to the West a lot. But if, if this was all mom, right, before she become, her eyes became open, I think she probably would have called us to tell us to stop doing the show. But I think now she's a little bit more open-minded. She's like, listen, they're grown. I cannot do anything about it. I, you know what I told my mom? I was like, mom, you should have probably tell her if I had the Facebook and the TV, I'll sit down and talk too. Because I know my mom does <laughs> My mom loves to talk and she has a whole lot to say. On that note, uh, let us know what are some of the cultural uh, beliefs that we have that are holding us back. It's not just African. Even in the Spanish culture, they, they call it rojos. It's also the evil eye. Like I remember when TJ was playing in his soccer team, when he runs so fast and people start talking about him. I remember one lady came to me and said, oh, you need to get an egg and like, put it all over his body and then break it for the rojos. I was like, what rojos? He said, like, the evil eye. I was like, okay. And even Americans believe, like, Americans, I'm talking about white people, even believe it. They'll be born in sick in their house for the evil belief. So it, it's not just an African thing. It's just a yeah. human thing. We, we just believe in God, but we don't trust him, and we're always trying to fight somebody that we don't even know. Probably, like, more common like in the African community but it's in every other other culture like even um, even Italians right I remember one Christmas there was this guy during Christmas time and and I remember one of my colleagues was like oh you better not touch that he's trying to get to an MD level like a managing director level and this is his sacrifice I'm like what you guys believe that <laughs> I think for the West is the Illuminatis they believe in this stuff but yes. let me be quiet before they come get me okay I'm up <laughs> Yeah, you better. Have you, you have know. any one of you guys ever been to Louisiana? Mm -hmm. Jay has. What is that's the Voodoo Island? Yeah, like, I've been to Louisiana multiple times. Every, no, I'm serious. Like, and in the streets, you see like fortune tellers with a table, and they charge ten dollars, and you come and sit, and then they'll like they legit believe in this thing. Like, there has been shows on TV that shows. You better, you better be quiet because they will take you and make you into a doll and put needles on you, and you. <laughs> okay, she said back. But you know what? Honestly, I think it's just it comes down to the art of manifestation, really is what you believe, what you tell yourself, and you truly believe it, it manifests. If you say that, if I post my picture and if I show my world, or if I do this, or if I say what I'm doing or what I'm having, or if we sit on TV and talk, 
something bad is going to happen to us, something bad is going to happen to me. If I start to think that, because you're manifesting, your thoughts become your reality. But if you just believe, and I actually used to think that. There are a lot of things that I used to think. And then, Ole, you tell me, it's in your mind, it's in your mind. And you're right. And I'm so grateful you did yeah. that because <laughs> at some point, I start to tell myself, you know what? This is true. It's because I'm manifesting this. So let me break the cycle. And I've literally breaking the cycle on a lot of those things based on what you say. Like, do what you're going to do anyways. You don't, you know, what's going to happen is going to happen. Like Amy said, trust in God. And that's it. On that note, you believe that though? Mm -hmm. Let us know. <laughs> do you believe that? Just trust in God the and you don't believe in the eye. eye? Right? Oh, oh, no, evil eye. <laughs> right? Most, Most of our audience, I'm sure, believe in the evil eye. Please, let's break that cycle. I don't believe in any evil eye. Okay, let's go. On that note, we'll wrap this segment up and we'll move on to the next segment. Hopefully, you guys are having a lot of fun. And we're going to kidnap Victor and uh, Amina to cook in this kitchen with us to do the last segment to go ahead and spice up this hot soup that we have for you guys. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Thank you so much for sticking around with us and hope you enjoyed the conversation that we had. Africans and celebrating achievement. And of course, I think you already know what the hot tips are. We bring you burning and hot topics around the web and we bring it right here and we discuss it and we see which side of the hot soup are you on, this side or that side. So this is the hot soup. You guys ready? If you found out that the income of your spouse is from an illegal source, would you mm. keep it a secret to save your relationship? Or would you whistleblow? But hold on. Keep it a secret. Oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, you said what? Keeping it a secret all the way down. Okay, Amy, that's your answer. And this is what he says. In sickness <laughs> and in health. In jail and in jail. Okay, <laughs> loud mouth. Let's see if it's true. Okay, this is the caveat. It didn't stop there. It says, if there was a reward for $200 million, would you keep it a secret? Or would you whistleblow? Now talk to me and be real. I, keep it real. I'm going to be very real. I'm still going to keep it very secretive. Guess what? That 200 million is not going to give me the good, good. Okay. I'm keeping it a secret. I'm keeping my man and we're going to keep scamming and going to keep making money. Let's move on. Next. Amy, Amy, you're going to hell. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> you're really going to hell now. All right. If you are listening, please do not, I beg, if, especially if you, you know, under 18, do not listen to Amy right now. I'm telling you. Go ahead. Uh, Victor, tell us if your spouse was doing it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So to be honest, um, whether there was a whistleblow or reward or not, I'm going to expose it and um, I'll actually live with her to the consequence of it. Yeah. So hold on. You're going to whistleblow or you're not going to whistleblow? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm going to talk about it. I mean, I, I want to keep that a secret. Amy, he said he will whistleblow and then they will both spend the rest of their life in jail. Like they're going to both take it on. Right, Victor? No, no, no. So, I mean, <laughs> the, the way the way this is this, you know, um, I believe there's always a, a, a reward for honesty and truth. Yes. I believe so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, we'll talk about it. But definitely, I'm going to talk about it. I'm not going to keep that a secret. So, so you yeah. guys are confused here. Victor is saying, let me clarify. Victor is saying, because he believes in being a good person, the goodness of a person, yeah. whether it's a reward or not, he's going to tell on the wife because it's illegal. Correct? Yeah, sure. We, we'll yeah, talk yeah. about it and we'll do it together. But yeah, we'll Amy cannot together. believe that. Amy cannot understand. Even if it is her, 
that found out that something is wrong that I'm doing and I got money legal, she should talk about it. I think she, right now she knows that if she, if she catches me doing something wrong, she should talk about it and report me, but we should talk about it before she goes to the back. We agree together, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but we leave, we leave it together. So are you talking about a show here? Is this a show? Is it, you think this is a reality show? <laughs> no, I I'm, I'm telling you the truth. truth. You eat your heart to how you want to eat it. Let, not let her cook mine. <laughs> Change it. Okay, I disagree with both Victor and Amy. <laughs> I am going to call a whistleblow because number one, and I'm not going to talk to you about it because you did not talk to me about what you were doing. So I'm going to whistle blow and then I'm going to take that $500 million and I'm going to go on my way and you can go run in jail. <laughs> you are a scammer for telling on your husband. Mm -hmm. To me, the way I'm going to eat this spicy, delicious hot soup that dear just dropped the, know, the candy and the jumbo and everything in it. Um, <laughs> it depends on if I knew about it, like before I get to the marriage, then right you already know so there's no whistleblower because you sure. knew what you were getting sure. into if i actually get into the marriage and then after this guy was doing this and i'm unaware of it then that's a different story but right? ole you you ole you will not even marry if you know about the illegal situation exactly <laughs> that's my point right that's my but you will tell especially because of the money wouldn't you right because you could also gracefully walk away and not tell on him but you will tell because of the five, the, the $200 million, right? Mm -hmm. it, it depends on that relationship. <laughs> what are you, you talking are about? <laughs> Move on. Amina, Amina, can you believe your own ears? Go ahead, Amina, take, this, uh, take a sip of this hot soup. What, what would you do? Look, I mean, it depends on what is illegal. You know, illegal is... Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I love you. Illegal is subjective. You know, illegal has levels, guys. Illegal Whoa. has levels. <laughs> it does. But honestly, I, I wouldn't whistleblow. I'll be honest. Okay, wait. If it was like human trafficking and stuff, I would whistleblow. Okay. If there's like injustice, yes. But if someone is like, okay, let me not expose myself. But I mean, if it's not harming anyone directly, I probably wouldn't whistleblow but I'd probably consider like walking out of the relationship. You know, you know, I'm so disappointed. I'm, I'm so disappointed. You know, <laughs> the whole show, the whole show, I put you up here because you know, your psychology, everything you said makes sense. No, well, that's that's a person, uh, and I think um, we 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 all think different when it comes to things like this, and it's about mm -hmm. a matter of conscience as well. I think that that's yeah. that's the key thing. There. I mean, I think all it says that you're hardcore loyal. Lo loyal to who? To the man? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It seems like Ole and Amina and the other Amina. Ole, you could change your name to Amina. It's okay today. So <laughs> those three Aminas are on one side. Dr. J, yeah. Victor, and I are on the other side. For me, I will walk away um, gracefully. Well, I, I changed my mind. You I will whistleblow too. No, no, I changed my mind. I will whistleblow too. 200,000. I'll give charity. Most of it will go to charity. Okay. On that, on that note, go ahead and comment below. Let us know what exactly you would do. Would you whistleblow? and give to charity, would you whistleblow and keep it? Or would you just walk away gracefully? Or would you actually ride or die like Amy and the 
the other two Aminas, Ole and Amina, Amina, are going to do. Okay, on that note, we are done with the show today. Hopefully you enjoyed yourself and continue to share our videos and our content. Okay, but before we let you guys go, please share any social media details that you have with our audience so that they can follow you guys. On Instagram, I am Ask the Psychologist. So it's ask.the.psychologist. And on Facebook, I am Amina Moikambo, psychologist. Yeah, you can reach me on Instagram on um, Tribune of Africa. Thank you guys so much. Uh, that was a wonderful time that we had with you guys. And hopefully you all that are watching had a wonderful time yeah. with us. And we will see you next weekend right here on the Sister Show platform. We have a date, 9 p.m. GMT and 4 p.m. Eastern on the Sister Show Facebook pages. See you guys later. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>
Let's see your mood to learn. Not the 